0: Hey, my friends. Well, I've got something entirely different for you today. You know, it's uh, Christmas weekend around here. And uh, years ago, I was meditating on the meaning of the original Christmas, and in particular, the role of the shepherds that night. And I did some background research and study, and I was really moved by... what god did in those shepherds lives and so i was inspired to you know write a little play about the whole thing and uh, so today i'd like to share that play with you and uh help transport you back onto that very first night under the bethlehem sky so without any further ado this is tidings a shepherd's story well i'll tell you everybody's got their lot in life don't they Some was born to be kings, or soldiers, or priests up in the temple. Others is just farmers, or fishers, or woodworkers. Me? My lot in life? Well, I'm a shepherd. Been one here all my life, just like my daddy for me, and his daddy for him. All the way back to Moses, I suspect. Now, hold on, before you all go running off on me, let me explain. We shepherds ain't as bad as our reputation makes us out to be. Now, I know what people says about us, but you can't believe everything hear. Well, yeah, it's true that we ain't as smart and educated as them scribes up in Jerusalem. and Well, we ain't wealthy either, that's for sure. That's why some of us get so resourceful with other people's money, if you get my meaning and it is true Uh, our lot in life does come with its own distinctive smell (laughs) yeah we stink (laughs) comes with the territory out there in the dust and grime surrounded by all them livestock you know how hard it is to get sheep poop out of your tunic after you've been sleeping in it (laughs) yeah well now come to think of it maybe our reputation is deserved stinky stupid and shifty (laughs) at least that's what most folks say about us, in parts where I come from, but I'll tell you, being a shepherd ain't so easy as you think it is. Oh, I know you probably have all them happy pictures in your mind of them nicely dressed shepherds out there in the green grassy fields surrounded by all them fluffy white sheep, being all friendly with a shepherd. You can get those pictures out of your mind right now, because them's a bunch of lies. Them sheep is ornery, obstinate little beasts, and what they lack in manners well, they make up for in stupid. <laughs> yeah, they're so mind-numbingly dumb. I wonder how they manage to eat and breathe. I, just just the other day, I had to rescue one of my sheep. He had his head stuck in a fence, in the exact same place. I had already rescued him three days in a row. <laughs> stupid. And if one get if one of them gets away from you, I'll give it up. Have you ever tried to capture a runaway sheep? Might as well try to tackle a bull. They could be out there in the wilderness, miles from food and water, their wool all tangled with burrs and brambles, and you come out there to rescue them, you know what they do? They run away from you like sheep. The pasture's over here. Where are you going? Stupid. No, wrestling with livestock ain't for the lightfoot, I'll tell you that. That's why I have to carry my, the tools of the trade, staff in my hand, and the rod in my belt. Yeah, that's right. Shepherd ain't nothing without a staff and rod. <laughs> you didn't think I'd carry this around as a walking stick now, did you? No, but it comes in awful handy out there in the bush with them ungrateful vermin. No, being a shepherd ain't the most glamorous lot in life, I'll give you that. But it's, it's what I do. It's who I am. Always will be, too. Ain't no getting away from it. In the end, though, I wouldn't have it any other way. Being a shepherd suits me. After all, I got to grow up raising my sheep in the exact same pastures that King David raised his sheep when he was a little boy, and that's saying something, I suppose. But even more important than that, I, if I were never no shepherd, I never would have met the messiah. Huh. Now there's a story. You want to hear it? Yeah. Well, it was, it was years ago now. I, I was just a, a little fella. I was out there in the fields with my daddy helping him watch the sheep with, along with some of the other shepherds. And we was about a mile outside of our village, my hometown, Bethlehem, and uh, well, we was on the night shift. <laughs> yeah, that's all we could get. It was just a bunch of good for nothing scoundrels, I reckon. So you get what you get. But yeah, as a as a boy, though, I didn't much mind the night shift. Kind of liked it actually, out there underneath all them twinkling stars every night, just wishing I could reach up and grab them. But that was a night. Oh, that was a night. Something happened that I will never forget. That was a night. Them stars exploded. Wow. It it was a quiet night. Wasn't any wind. And it was late. Past midnight. And wasn't much moon to speak of. And the fire burned down low. So it was real dark. Real quiet. And then I saw. well, Well, I saw something fearsome. Terrifying. I, I was the one who saw it first. I wanted to warn the others, but I, I couldn't. I, I was so scared, I just couldn't make a sound. It was a light, you see, uh, the brightest light you ever seen, brighter than lightning. It was off yonder, but it was, it was coming right at us. So bright it lit up the clouds overhead and the hills off in the distance. Oh, right away, I just shut my eyes real tight. I knew a light that bright would blind you like the sun if you looked at it directly. But then uh, something inside me just made me want to look. I figured I just had to look, even if it meant I wouldn't ever see anything else ever again. So I did. I looked right at it. And it it didn't hurt me, but I was still scared out of my mind, though. The others had seen it by now too. I could tell they was just as terrified as I was. They were shouting out or falling to their knees or scrambling behind, high behind the rocks and bushes. I would have too, but I couldn't. I was just frozen in fear. The light was getting closer now. I got to where I could make out that there was, well, there was something or someone inside that light. I know that sounds crazy, but I could see its eyes. Eyes of blazing fire. I didn't know it was an angel yet. I didn't figure that out till later, but those eyes, all I know is they were looking straight into my soul. Oh, my heart was pounding like a goat's. hoof. I'd never been so terrified in all my life. Matter of fact, I was pretty sure I was already dead. But then, as if that weren't bad enough, all of a sudden, the worst thing of all, it spoke. It started talking. You know what he said? You know what that fiery creature said to us? He said, fear not, don't be afraid. <laughs> 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 the most terrifying moment in my entire life and he told me not to be afraid. And then, all of a sudden, I wasn't. A, a, a peace just poured down over me from head to toe. Oh my friends, I, I got to I tell you, something changed in me that moment. Something mighty. Well, I could, I could see it better than ever now, I I could see his face, And oh, oh, such a divine visage that is like nothing I'd ever imagined in my most mystical dreams. And he was smiling, can you believe that? He was smiling right at me. All the other fellows told me later they thought he was smiling at them. I know what I saw. And then he kept on talking. Oh I wish I could describe his voice to you. It was it was like, it was like a waterfall in a rumbling thunderstorm. Or or like all the temple trumpets all blowing at the same time. Well it was like it was like a whole crowd of people all shouting together in unison or, or singing in harmony. His voice didn't just fill my ears. It rattled every bone in my body. Uh, I bet you're wondering what he said. I'll tell you. He said that he had come to bring us a message, an announcement. He told us that he had some great news that would bring joy to people all over the world. He told us that on that very night in our very own hometown, the Messiah had been born. As Soon as he said those words, I gotta tell you everything inside me just jumped to attention. You gotta understand, my daddy had been telling me about the coming Messiah for as long as I could remember. Ever since I was a little boy, he used to always tell me, son, someday God is gonna send someone to rescue us from all our fears and all our troubles and to set everything right. And I say, Daddy, how do you know that? And he says, Son, it's in the scriptures. The holy prophets, they've been promising for hundreds of years that he's coming. The Messiah is coming. So when that holy angel told us that the Messiah had been born, oh, I just I couldn't help myself. I just broke down, started crying like a baby. But that angel kept on talking, I kept on listening. He told us how he was to find the baby. He said we'd find him wrapped up in rags and lying in a feeding trough. (laughs) Of course, that didn't make no sense to me, but honestly, I was just too excited to give it much mind. I glanced over at my daddy. He was still on his knees, but he didn't look frightened no more. Matter of fact, he looked happy. He looked stronger and happier than I ever seen. He glanced at me, and I could see tears in his eyes. And that's when it happened. The most extraordinary thing that I have ever seen. That is the moment that those stars exploded. You see, that angel creature, it turns out he wasn't alone all of a sudden, five more just like him, appeared right behind them in a flash of lightning. And then a hundred more up overhead. And then more and more. I and mean, then there were thousands of them all just bursting into view with explosions of fire and rainbows. It was as if the very stars themselves were coming to life, bursting into living flame. Oh, but friend, nothing on earth could have prepared me for what happened next. All them angels started singing, singing. Oh, that music, it it was so beautiful, so heavenly. I just knew right then and there that that song would never leave my heart for as long as I lived, and it never has. I still hear it every morning when I wake up, every night when I'm lying in bed. I still hear that music. I'm angels still singing. Well, eventually that song came to an end. Of course, we didn't want it to ever stop, but presently it did, and them angels well, they just started disappearing, going back to their home in heaven. I guess. It's a good thing too, I suppose, because I, I don't reckon any of us would ever move a muscle till the day we died if they hadn't. When they was gone, I just looked over my daddy. and he looked at me and we didn't say nothing. He just smiled the biggest toothless grin you can imagine. I could see the tears tracing down his dirty face. And then, with nothing but a wink and a nod, he jumped to his feet and he took off running. Well, of course, I knew exactly where he was going, so I took off right after him, caught up with him. I could hear the other shepherds, they were running right along behind us. Of course, they knew if anything happened to them sheep, they'd all lose their jobs, but well, none of us cared to wait about that. We just had to see this little baby that the Lord had told us about. It wasn't hard to find him. Bethlehem was just a small village back then, just a couple hundred people, and they was all asleep, so all the lights was out, all except for in one little stable on the edge of town, and that's right where we ran. We stopped outside to catch our breath, and then, real quietly, we just peeked inside. And it was just like the angel had told us. Oh, it was a typical stable. I mean, there was dirty straw scattered all over the floor and there was a goat and some chickens walking around, donkey in the corner. And there was a man and a woman. I remember thinking they looked real tired. And the woman, she she looked up and she saw us. And she smiled. Prettiest smile you ever seen. And then she She lifted her hand and she motioned for us to come inside. Can you imagine that? And so, real reverently, we stepped in that little barn. The man and the woman, they were sitting in the straw, and they had their arms resting on a box of hay. I remember the man's hand. It was just trembling. And inside that box, lying in that hay, wrapped up in rags that looked like they'd been ripped from the man's own tunic, was a little baby boy. He wasn't sleeping, he wasn't crying, he was just looking right at us. My daddy dropped to his knees again and I, I just... Talked in right behind him and held on. I could tell by the way his shoulders were trembling that he was just weeping. But me? I just couldn't keep my eyes off that little baby. I wish I could describe to you what it was like to be there in that moment. There There just ain't no words to do it justice. I suppose the, the best I could do was to tell you that when, when I was a younger boy, the, my my daddy used to always tell me about the temple up in Jerusalem and all the priests that served the Lord up there. And every year on Atonement Day, that's my favorite holiday, he told me that the highest priest would go into the innermost part of that temple carrying nothing but the blood of a lamb. He went into a A room they called the Holy of Holies. Now, as a boy, I I always wondered what that meant for a room to be called holy. I I always wondered what that must be like. But there, on that night, in front of that little baby, I finally understood. (sighs) From then on, every time anybody ever talked about a holy place, That little hay barn was the spot I'd always think of. Because, you see, and I I know i got to be careful about what I say, and I don't mean no disrespect, but there on that night, in front of that little baby, I felt like I was in the presence of the Lord God Almighty Hisself. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Hmm. Well, you might think that's where my story ends. And in some ways, I reckon I wish it did, but it doesn't. What I'm about to tell you, I'm none too proud about. You see, that little family, well, they didn't live in Bethlehem. they was only visiting, and they didn't stay long. But I did. I mean, that's, that's where I grew up. Don't get me wrong, the excitement of that night stayed with me an awful long time. My daddy never did stop talking about it. He told everybody he knew. Most of them thought he was crazy, but he didn't care. He told everybody he ever met, everywhere he went, all about it, as long as he lived. I even heard him singing that angel song on his bed the night he died. But after he was gone, well, things just sort of quieted down a little bit. I used to go into Jerusalem every once in a while. It's not far from Bethlehem, just a couple hours walking. I always wondered if I'd run into that little child while I was over there. I just knew I'd recognize him right away if I ever saw him. But I never did. As the years went by, well, memories just grew dim. As a matter of fact, it, got to the point where I started to wonder if I could even trust my own memories. I mean, look, my daddy would always told me that when the Messiah came, he'd rescue us from all our troubles, set everything right. Well, nothing like that never happened. Uh, Things wasn't getting better. As a matter of fact, things were getting a whole lot worse. The Roman soldiers, they were coming around more and more, stealing our livestock, raising taxes. When I grew up, I took over my daddy's sheep business, but I I could barely make enough money to feed my family. Oh, now I know you think it's crazy, a shepherd who couldn't feed his own family, what with all them lamb chops all around. But you don't understand, them sheep were not for us. They were spoken for. The flocks of Bethlehem were no ordinary flocks. Remember that temple I told you about up in Jerusalem? Well, you know what they did up there? They sacrificed sheep to the Lord up there. Dozens of them, every day, and hundreds more on the holy days. Now where do you suppose they got all them sheep? Well, that's right, the shepherds of Bethlehem have been their sole suppliers for, for generations, and that's a fact. And I'm here to tell you that they didn't pay as much neither. No, between the, them and the wretched Romans, I barely could make enough to keep a few crumbs on my children's table. All things were just getting bad all over. Sometimes it felt like the whole world was coming apart. As far as I could tell, there wasn't no Messiah coming around to save me or my family. And all those prophecies, oh, there's just a bunch of made up stories. My heart was just getting filled with black rage and anger and bitterness. I was angry at the Romans, at the priests, at God. Uh, The angel song was still in my head, but I didn't sing it no more. Matter of fact, every time it came to my mind, I did everything I could just to push it right on out again. Right along with everything else that came from God. I finally decided if I was going to have a reputation of being a scoundrel, I may as well just live like one, and I did for a lot of years. Well, one day I, I was, I was leading up my sheep up to the up to Jerusalem. It was Passover, which to me means market day. Verse, I was just taking my best ones up there. The priest had made it clear they they didn't want any sheep unless it was spotless. Them critters couldn't have a blemish on them if they was going to be fit for the sacrifice. So I would picked out my best ones. I was taking them up. When I got there, I had to park outside the city see the priests they considered us shepherds to be unclean which meant we couldn't get anywhere near the temple which was fine by me because i didn't want anything to do with it i just wanted to get my money and get out of there so when time came for me to sell the sheep i had to set up shop down outside the city at one of the entrances a place they call the sheep gate to this day The priests had picked out that spot. They liked it because it was right down behind the temple, which is convenient for them. But I hated that spot because it was also right next to the Antonia Fortress. That's the headquarters for the Roman soldiers where they brought all the criminals and whatnot. Oh, I hated being all so close to them ugly Romans. On this day, there was a a bigger crowd out there than normal. Commotion up on the hill over yonder. I looked over there and, well, I could see right away what it was. It was execution day. Oh, yeah, that's what them filthy Romans loved doing. They'd, they'd trot out some sorry old lawbreakers and they'd they'd gut them or they'd flog them and then they'd nail them up to his post and hang them out in the sun and the flies until they bled to death. Oh, it was a gruesome affair. I'd seen those crosses many times. It always just turned my stomach. But on this day, there was something about one of them posts that caught my attention. There was a sign on it, with writing. Of course, I I ain't much of a reader, so I turned to one of the fellows next to me and asked him what the sign said. He told me it says, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Oh. Right there, my heart just stopped. I said, King of the Jews? You mean that there's the Messiah? Now, you're not going to believe me when I say this, but I'm here to tell you just as straight as true that as soon as I said those words, the man hanging on that post, he lifted his head, and he looked past all that crowd, and he looked right over to me, And then I knew I could see it in his eyes. It was that same little baby that I'd seen all them years ago in that holy stable. Oh, I don't have to tell you, that hit me awful hard. It was like a kick in the gut. I turned to the fellas. I said, what'd he do? Why, Why is he up there? They said, hard telling. Some folks say he's just a crazy rabble-rouser. Other folks say he claimed to be God. Most folks just say he spent too much time hanging out with the prostitutes and the scoundrels. I said, was he a scoundrel? They said, oh, no, ain't no one says that about him. Um, I just I didn't know what to do with it my mind was just a black cloud I tried to shut out all the sounds I tried to just stare at the dirt it wasn't but a, maybe an hour later I heard that man shout out something awful I looked he was dead he was gone Well, that was it. I I couldn't take it anymore. I had to get out of there. I just left my sheep and I ran. I ran out into the hills and I shouted and screamed and cried. I just... I I couldn't get it out of my mind. I'd, I'd seen men die before, but not like him. I couldn't stop thinking I knew who he was. Who he really was. The angel told me. And I thought if only I'd had told more people about him like my daddy always done. Maybe he wouldn't have ended up hanging up there on that stick like a slaughtered lamb. Maybe it was my fault he died. Then I started thinking about my life, all them wretched years. I realized I'd been just like one of my stupid sheep, always running running from the one who tried to rescue me. Well, after a couple of days, the tears just finally dried up, I guess. I made up my mind that I was gonna go back up to Jerusalem one last time. Back to where they killed him, maybe try to find where they threw his body, try to somehow pay my last respects. So there I was back at the Sheep Gate, looking up at that hill, just thinking about everything. And all of a sudden I I heard a voice, someone behind me call out my name. I figured it was just one of my priest customers and I wasn't in the mood for being polite, so I spun around all angry and it was him. He was alive. Oh, I didn't know what to think. My mind was just exploding all over the place. Um, all of a sudden, I was well. I was gripped with the exact same fear that I had felt way back underneath that Bethlehem sky. Only this time, it was me who fell to my knees. I'd buried my face in the dirt, and I just trembled and shook. I was so afraid. I was terrified. And then, I heard his voice again. And do you know what he said? Do you know what the Messiah said to me? He said, fear not, don't be afraid. For behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which will be for all the world. For unto you was born that day in the city of David, a savior, the Messiah, the Lord. And then I felt him take me by the shoulders and help me to my feet. And he looked right at me and he smiled. Can you imagine that? And then he embraced me in a big old hug just like my daddy used to. I just buried my face in his shoulder and I just cried and cried. And then, it was in that very moment that I finally figured it all out. I finally realized what them prophets have been saying all these years. I figured out who he was. This was God's spotless lamb. I mean, think about it. Just like my little lambs, born in the hills of Bethlehem, destined to die one day up in Jerusalem, as a sacrifice for me for everybody glory to god in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests so now my friends i'm telling everyone everyone i see everywhere i go all about it just like my daddy always done because because now i know he's my messiah But even more than that, he's my shepherd. He's the one who rescued me.